The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome in to NBA Pulse, a production of iHeartRadio and the NBA. I'm Sarah Kusak, NBA analyst for the Yes Network, and today is Friday, February 23rd. From our extraordinary core group of NBA journalists, we're joined now by NBA.com senior writer Steve Ashburner. And Ash, it's great to see you. It's great to be with you. We are back from the All-Star break, ready for this final stretch run. And before we get into a couple games that took place yesterday and the opening day from break, let's talk about that All-Star weekend in Indianapolis. Uh, a, a lot has been discussed in, in regards to it, in regards to the game. Um, I know that was a big emphasis for Adam Silver after last year's All-Star game, trying to make it more competitive. Uh, I don't think that really went as planned exactly. There was a lot of offense, a lot of scoring uh, for those who like to see the ball go through the bucket. But what was your take, your thought in watching that game and, and just kind of where the actual all-star game itself is at um, at this point. Yeah. Hi, Sarah. Um, you know, I took this one off uh, more or less. I, I I covered Adam Silver's press conference remotely, um, same with the Hall of Fame finalist announcements, but I otherwise did not go to All-Star game. I've covered 26 of those All-Star weekends, and it was interesting for me to see it almost as a fan. You know, when you're on site, you're distracted, you're running from here to there and, 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 uh, you know, you have obligations and I was able to sit and watch it. And, and my takeaway was basically, I thought All-Star Saturday night was tremendously entertaining. I enjoyed the, uh, the rising star stuff because I have a vested interest in the rookies each year. I, I cover our, our, the rookies every week in our rookie ladder. 
And the game, like so many others, I thought was uh, pretty stinky. And and I look at it, and, and to me, I just cannot understand the unwillingness to play basic defense. You know, it, it's sort of like with NHL, you, you know, okay, okay, we're not going to check. You know, but we can poke check with a stick. We can get in guys' ways. In basketball, we can stick a hand in a shooter's face. You can You can move your feet. You know, you can use your body to hold position. None of those things puts you in harm's way of um, of injury. And frankly, I did a little research, and there really has been no significant injury in the All-Star game dating back to even when the guys did compete defensively. So it just seems like there's a mindset that has settled in um, and almost uh, too, too cool for school. And, you know... Uh, if if the if the biggest names put a little more energy into the defensive half of the floor, I think that the rest of the guys would follow suit. It's kind of ironic that the coaches, when they uh, choose their reserves, it, it's fairly clear they take guys who um, contribute to winning. And the coaches are the people that tell us how important defense is to winning. And then you bring the best players in the game, including – what, seven on each side that the coaches chose for contributing to winning and nobody plays defense. It's just, it's, it's, it's kind of a slap in the face. And frankly, considering how much Adam Silver had implored these guys to compete this year, even Larry Bird and Dr. J had said things about, you know, please compete. It, it almost seemed openly defiant that they didn't play harder defensively. So I think that as much as anything, I don't know if you're going to fix it with gimmickry in terms of changing the format. Um, you know, I had a little pet idea of let's have the rookies play the all-stars and have these young hungry guys risk putting the veterans in an embarrassing predicament. But a lot of these young guys want to become those guys and maybe they would fall in line too if nobody was playing hard from the uh, veteran all-stars. So I, I do think that it's LeBron. I think it's Kevin Durant, it's Steph Curry. If they played hard, they would set a tone. I mean, we can't bring Kobe back. That would be sort of an instant fix. But short of that, you need the top names to play harder. Yeah, I feel you, Ash. And, you know, it's just an interesting thing to continue to look at. I think there's a variety of things with the All-Star game you add in. And whether there's money incentive, we often see that sometimes potentially being more of a push. And, and I just think a, a lot has progressed and has changed and in many ways the all-star game i know it's the last and the biggest event of the weekend but a lot of it i think the focus has been on the weekend as a whole and so um it's going to be interesting to see if and what changes are made as we head into next season but speaking of next season before we we get into all that we've got this season to finish teams on a playoff push and a couple big games that took place Last night, one including one with two teams in the Western Conference is battling as we take a look at where the standings are and where teams sit. You've got a Dallas Mavericks team and a Phoenix Suns team trying to get themselves out of those play-in games. And they came in. Now they currently sit with the same record, 33-23, and 23, after a Mavericks win, 123-113 uh, last night in Dallas against the Suns. Uh, Luka was tremendous. He looked great. Him and Kyrie are now having a, a good stretch of time of, of playing together. And when it comes to the Suns, it's going to be interesting to monitor. They've still been playing without Bradley Beal, and they've looked fantastic when Durant and Booker 
uh, and Beal are all healthy, but they haven't seen a lot of that throughout the course of this season. W- what did you make of that Mavs game? Um, and, and what do you make of this Dallas team? As I mentioned, currently sitting six right now in the Western Conference, but the longer that we see Luca and, and Kyrie together and Maxi Kleba being healthy and a couple of the key role players um, that, you know, com- complementary pieces uh, to this team, w- what do you make of what that game meant uh, for this final Western Conference run? Yeah, you know, that that um, that Dallas victory over Phoenix, I mean, both those teams, first off, that they're that they're fighting down in the, you know, six, seven spot uh, in the standings, um, you know, they should be battling, you know, first, second or third. And that's just how topsy turvy things are and how competitive the West is. So that's one takeaway. Um, the fact both those teams, their their fortunes uh, rise or fall on keeping guys together. You know, the Suns need Beal, not just Durant and Booker. And obviously, the Mavericks are better when they have Kyrie and Doncic or Doncic and Kyrie. Pick your, your uh, preference. Um, but it was interesting to me that they've played seven games together in a row, and that matches the longest that they've played together at any stretch this season. One or the other has been out 27 times. So, I mean, that's – it's hard to formulate any um, uh, postseason plan or expectations, uh, any um, you know, any sense of just what that team is. Now, I do think that you know they're a little bit better with some of the additions. I've always liked Daniel Gafford as a rim runner. Um, you know, Markeith Morris, I think, was a pickup. I mean, that you know that that's a little bit better depth for that team. Uh, they really need Derek Lively to uh, to be back and stay healthy. Uh, because he's missed a spate of games recently, but that's all fine. I think it comes down to if you have Doncic and Irving scoring 70 points as they did uh, in this game, you know, that goes a long way. That's what the vision is. And I know Jason Kidd tried to proclaim, see, this works. Well, I don't think we're sold yet on that because we don't know how often it's going to be together. But if they are playing together on the same court, and they do have those complementary pieces, guys who truly fit their games to uh, to Luca and Kyrie. Then I think they can they can be a factor. They can be a second round team uh, in my view easily in the West. And then anything beyond that, I mean, it's it's just way too soon to know. Yeah, and I think when we look at the Western Conference and just the way things sit, we talked about it quite a bit. Um, it, it's really a jumble. You've got the four teams up top in Minnesota, Oklahoma City. Clippers and the Nuggets, uh, which we will get into those top four, uh, tightly compact. And then after that, you look at where the Pelicans sit, the Mavericks, the Phoenix Suns, Sacramento Kings, and just how that will continue uh, to shake out as we go along. As I mentioned, those top teams, Minnesota uh, remains in that number one spot, but the Oklahoma City Thunder, LA Clippers went at it last night and the Thunder came away with a 129-107 win kind of some modest numbers when you you look at what the Clippers were able to do. Kawhi Leonard, 20 points, three rebounds. Paul George, 14 points. Zubats has been back. He had a solid double-double, 17 points for Harden. Uh, Shigeldis Alexander continues to to wow. Um, he had 31 points. It was just surgical and how he operates the offense and um, just makes everyone around him better. And I know that's something we often bring up and say, but 
That's exactly what he does. All five starters for the Thunder were in double-figure scoring. Uh, and Mark Dagnall opted to go with Isaiah Joe to start that second half instead of Josh Giddy. And I think we've seen that a couple times. I'm curious to see just how that continues to play out with the versatility and optionality they have with their lineup. What do you make of the Thunder um, at that point? Now they're a game and a half ahead of the Clippers uh, for that number two spot and just one game back of the Timberwolves for the number one spot in the Western Conference. What, what do you make of what that game means um, for the long-term picture of where we're at in the postseason, but also just a, a team that they're battling against and, and may see down the line? Yeah, I mean, that, you know, a game like that against a, uh, another contender, a fellow contender, and, and one with uh, more experience, I mean, that's a great statement game for, uh, for OKC. You know, they, it had to delight their fans. I mean, you, you see familiar faces coming in as opponents like, uh, Westbrook and Harden and Paul George. And then you, you know, you, you decisively beat them. Um, that's encouraging to the fans who then encourage the, the team. Um, you know, Shea Gilgis Alexander is going to be on a lot of, MVP ballots and, you know, maybe at or near the top on many of them. Um, you know, he's in a good situation because he's a star. He's got a solid, you know, promising supporting cast, probably a couple more stars on the horizon there, but nobody that he's going to have to split MVP votes with or MVP criteria with. I mean, I got to admit, when I voted before, if LeBron had Wade and Bosch, yeah, that, that mitigated his claim to be an MVP during those Miami years. And so, you know, Gildas Alexander is in, in great shape for that. Dagnall doesn't seem too bound by status of players. I mean, the fact that he would make a starter switch at halftime, and he's done it more than once, and using Isaiah Joe off the bench, and Joe immediately comes in and scores nine points in that third quarter. I mean, that's that's fairly innovative, and that's one reason Dagnall will be um, on coach of the year ballots. So, uh, I think everything is, is trending up for the, for OKC. And, um, I think we're almost at the point. I won't say this officially yet, but Chet Holmgren had a winning game with 17 points, 10 rebounds, three blocks. He didn't have a flashy game like Victor Wembanyama did last night in, uh, against Sacramento and lo- losing again. Uh, women, Yama almost had a five by five type of a box score game, but I think Holmgren, his bigger prize than any rookie of the year, perhaps will be, you know, a, a winning finish playoff experience and who knows, um, you know, one, two or more rounds. So, um, yeah, I think, okay, she's great. I don't think this rattles the Clippers, but it's a great statement for, uh, by the Thunder. We're going to get to those. Western Conference standings and a team up top and a team looking to remain up top in the Eastern Conference. The Bucks and the Timberwolves go at it tonight. Let's talk about that right after the break. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG dot com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to NBA Pulse. Sarah Kusak joined by the great Steve Ashburner and Ass. We've talked about All-Star break, All-Star weekend, a lot of dialogue, um, not only about the game, but there was a lot of dialogue in regards to the Milwaukee Bucks, a a team um, that let go of Adrian Griffin, uh, brought in Doc Rivers, and it has not been, I think, necessarily the change or the instant results that the Bucks may have hoped for, and maybe some (laughs) of the comments uh, that we've heard from Doc Rivers has added to that, but the Bucks lost two straight games to close out the break against Miami Heat and at the Memphis Grizzlies, and and the loss of a, a Nice lead, and, and the way things finished with the Grizzlies games kind of led to that. But the Bucks do not have it easy here coming out of the break. They will play at 10 p.m. Eastern on ESPN at the top team in the Western Conference in the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, so more specifically on the Bucks, Ash, in, in this matchup here tonight, um, what are you keying in on or looking for that might indicate um, what you think about where this Milwaukee team is at currently and, and what it means for what they want to continue to do in this postseason. It's tough given that, you know, the three primary Milwaukee Bucks were involved over All-Star Weekend. It would have been best for them to just go away, you know, maybe share a retreat and hit a reset button. We'll see if they can do that mentally and and most of all, maybe do it verbally because, there's been a lot of talk coming out of various bucks and crazy quotes and a lot of criticism of that. You know, Damian Lillard picking his top five in the league and it includes him, but it doesn't include Giannis. Yeah, well, there's, you know, that, that gets some people, um, riled or certainly their attention. Giannis again talking about this is Dame's team. It's like, well, wait a minute, Giannis, you're the two time MVP, fit him in, but this is your team. You know, that, that nonsense. I haven't seen this much drama in Milwaukee since Laverne and Shirley had a falling out. This is really <laughs> getting out of hand. I mean, they need to just play basketball. And as a media member, I would never advocate not talking to us 
but they could probably stand to just be quiet and win a few games. Let your performance do your talking and not try to mitigate, rationalize, whatever it is. Um, just get on with it. I, I, you know, this, this is, they're in a bad place in my view, emotionally. They are, they have talked themselves and maneuvered themselves and played themselves into a funk. And the only way you get out of that is one foot in front of the other, uh, one possession at a time. And you're going to have to do it in a very tough way as this, uh, post all-star stretch, uh, begins by, by playing, uh, you know, a totally, um, upbeat and together and um, encouraged Minnesota Timberwolves. I mean, Giannis has to have a Giannis game. He's going against a couple big guys in Towns and Gobert. That's going to be hard. Um, Damian Lillard, you know, with with uh, Mike Conley there as a, as a rock for that Timberwolves team. That's going to be hard. Um, you know, and Chris Finch was the other all-star coach. So we're going to see a rematch. And I couldn't tell you who won Sunday's game. But uh, we're going to see a rematch. I, I think Doc actually got a win. I think that, okay, I, I there think you go. He's actually got a win. Hey, so. fr- frankly, the best thing that All-Star uh, did for me was it meant that I hadn't seen any basketball since last Thursday because that game Sunday didn't count. So it's been a week. I, you know, I, I was really eager to see last night's schedule. But I think um, Milwaukee, to me, they're, they're on the verge of embarrassing themselves if they haven't already. It started with Giannis in the summer before he had signed that extension, got everybody nervous by talking about the commitment of other people to winning. So management goes out. And they hire Adrian Griffin, odd move, rookie head coach for a, a championship contender. And then they add Damian Lillard. That, that seemed to be what Giannis's, Giannis wanted, except it meant trading away Drew Holiday, which was going to be a negative. And then when he ends up in Boston, it ends up a huge negative. All right. Now he's breathing down their necks. And then they fire Adrian Griffin. Of course, now Giannis has got the extension. Um, it's just, it, Doc Rivers comes in, you know, no preparation time, midseason. He'd been a consultant. That seemed a little bit shaky. He ends up as all-star coach. It's just too many moving parts. I mean, if you were a plate spinner, they'd be falling to the floor by now. So uh, I just think it's, it's, it, they just need to play basketball, take care of business. If they're going to age out of their championship window, let it happen gracefully, not with all this thrashing about. The Timberwolves sitting first place in the Western Conference, but they got a ton of motivation because Oklahoma City Thunder are just one game behind them, along with the the tightness of those top four teams. And then when it comes to Milwaukee Bucks, they're still sitting in third place. I think the early part of the season when we had talked about Milwaukee, it's, yeah, they don't look right. They don't pass the eye test, but they're still in second in the East. They're still in second in the East. Well, now, yeah, they're still in third, but you got the New York Knicks a game behind them. You got Philadelphia, who has has, has been struggling. We'll see what happens with them. Uh, two and a half behind them. R- right behind that is the Indiana Pacers, Orlando Magic, Miami Heat. You know how Miami gets at this point in the season. So <laughs> I think right. in terms of fixing things or tweaking things, it, it needs to happen, and, and there's not a lot of time left. So. All of these things we will continue to watch. And Ash, as always, uh, we will continue to read all your tremendous stuff and keep tabs on. Um, I, I need to go back and watch Laverne and Shirley. I didn't realize that they had some falling out in, in Milwaukee. But you might have been a little <laughs> bit before my time. But but good If to know. they didn't, they're not, they're not normal. Yeah. You're the best, yeah. Ash. We will talk with you soon. Thank you, Sarah. NBA Pulse with Sarah Kustak is a production of the NBA and iHeartRadio. Please rate, review, and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.